This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose. I am your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, Eric Bradley. And today we have special guest and new friend, Rachel Bradshaw. Thanks for coming on, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is going to be fun. We have a lot to talk about. And it kind of, it happened pretty quick. You just happened to see the uh, podcast with Connor. And uh, we were like, you know what? You should probably come on. I know. And then I just, I just commented. And then Eric was like, yeah, let's have you on. And that was kind of it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I bet a lot of people don't know this, uh, but you are an up and coming country music artist, which I'm really excited to talk to you about. Thank you. Yes, I am. I've actually been doing music since I was like four years old, but really? I just back into it. Yeah. One note that I f- found out because he's a good friend of ours is Jared Neiman. Really? And you wrote one of his number ones. Yeah. Uh, what do you want? And I, I guarantee you a lot of people may not know that. Yeah. I did. I did like a Q and A, and I said that, and I literally had a hundred messages of people. Like, it's been a minute since I wrote that, but yeah, that was my first success story in Nashville. That's awesome. I was just, I, yeah, I love Jared Neiman and his music. Yeah, so I'll be honest, I didn't know that, so that's really cool. We were doing yeah, when we were doing research. Yeah, that's awesome. And you gotta um, love Jared because he's such a degenerate. He's, yeah, he's, he's a good time <laughs> to say the least. Crazy, but I love it. <laughs> he is terrible. wild. Yeah, he's a fun guy. So what? Yeah. So what got you into music? I mean, um, have you just kind of always been inclined to music? Well, when I was little, my dad. My dad's actually very musical, and he would play the guitar, and and we would sing Patsy Cline and dance around. And I, I you know, when I was like ten, I, I he was like, "You're actually kind of good at singing," and so I just started a go on and play at Opry's and got a vocal coach and then just loved it. And so that's kind of the start of it. So what is you, I always like, I always wonder, cause everybody has, especially in country music, it seems like there's so many different kinds of honestly, like influences when it comes to country music, what would be your influence as far as musically? Yeah. So it's not just country. Um, I love like John Prine, Patsy Cline. Um, I'm all, I like Taylor Swift is a huge inspiration. Lana Del Rey. Oh, okay. Um, just I'm all over the board with people that inspire me. A lot of my friends, the whole country music community, I'm friends with everyone. And so they all inspire me. But um me and obviously when I was little, like Dixie Chicks and oh, Dean yeah. Carter, like that whole air Shania Twain, um oh, yeah. huge inspirations. That's great. No, I I think all the the best musicians and best artists have influences from all kinds of different musical groups. So I think it's pretty cool that you come from uh, like, gosh, I didn't even think Lando Ray. That's a, that's a good one. I haven't heard that name in a little bit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. And then you just recently released, uh, an album. Yeah. Let's talk, talk about that a little bit. What was your, what was your, cause also when people, I feel like now a lot of people release singles here and there and everything, you know, and yeah. albums are becoming popular again, but did you have a certain influence in your albums? Do you have kind of a message you wanted to get across in your album? Well, when I was in Nashville, I was here for 14 years. I quit the business, came home, did real estate, and we started filming our TV show. Then COVID hit. And so when I was doing absolutely nothing, I had nothing going on. I started, I play piano. So I started writing on the piano and I'm obsessed with Coldplay and U2 and just on the vibe of those artists, I, I was listening to a lot. And so I wrote my whole record by myself with that inspiration. And um, it kind of came out of nowhere, but this thing I'm releasing just single at a time and they're, okay, doing gotcha. really, they're doing really well. And then I'll release 
a full record in January. Awesome. In January. That's so cool. So you basically wrote this in quarantine. You wrote all these songs and everything in quarantine. I feel like that's so cool cliche story but that's that's the truth it was just me and a piano a lot of white claw and candles <laughs> i love that now that's the name of an album no that um that's really cool and i think you know we've had a, some other musicians on and it seems like a lot of like you said a lot of people have been writing music right now in quarantine but i also think the next like year is going to be filled with some incredible music because everybody's like in their feels and like you just said like just sitting in front of piano with like nothing else to do and just getting inspired and writing these, this music and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When you have your, your mind at ease and you don't really have a lot going on, it's, that's the best time to write music when your phones ring in and you have lots of stuff going on all day. It's really, really hard to sit down and hunker down and write. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. Like all these artists, usually they're on tour, they're doing, you know, 10 interviews on radio a day. And now they just have time to sit down with, you know, a piano, a guitar, notebook, and just write. So it's yeah. going to be pretty cool. Hopefully 2021 is going to be pretty cool full of music. I and think stuff. so. Yeah. Yeah. Because touring's been dead. So people are being creative and they're, you know, just at home. And I think that's a, for, yeah. for, for what we do, that's actually mm-hmm. a good thing. And your album and your EPs, it's titled Aphrodite, correct? I'm going to name it. Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to oh. name it. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> My manager is like, don't say anything. Um, but uh, yeah. Because we got to give the fans a head up, heads up here. <laughs> so you said January, right? We'll be sure to, we'll pimp it out when it comes out for sure. Hey, we'll, yeah, another, yeah. Let's do another podcast. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Honestly, for sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you talked a little bit about, so you were actually selling real estate. So you went to, you lived in Nashville and then you came back and you sold real estate. So Basically, are you still doing that or did you just completely stop when quarantine hit and you're going to do the music thing now? Well, I, with filming and music and travel, I don't have time to really do real estate right now. Um, I'll always have my license, but my passion is creating and, um, and it's not just music either. I have a lot of goals that I want to accomplish, but I was selling real estate for a few years. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. 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 So I'd love to talk about the, your show a little bit. When did that, when did exactly did the show start? The Bradshaw? Yeah. The Bradshaw show. Um, it aired September 17th and the, the finale was like two weeks ago. Okay. So this is like the first season and everything. Yeah. Cause I, I was trying to figure out if there was like any before. Okay. So how, how did it feel? How does it feel to like have your whole life and your family and everything on television? Is that the craziest feeling ever? It is the weirdest. When we were filming, well, we got the show and I was like, we got a show on E, which I love E. And so that was a huge deal already. And then we filmed and then it aired. And every week I just, it's so weird. And when you're like recognized in public, that's been the weirdest thing too. Um, people staring at you. I, I can't get used to it yet. It's, yeah. it's so strange. Oh, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, I know what that can feel like, Cause, especially because some, like, some people stare at you and they're like, I know her from somewhere. I know. And I I'm know her. like, it's me. Just come and say hi. But mm-hmm. I don't want to. Yeah. What if they're not staring at me and they're like, who the hell do you think you yeah. are? <laughs> Look at the person <laughs> behind you. <laughs> By the way, Blake, I was I was dying laughing when you said you are still on the waiting list on Raya. Cause I was for like four years and I just got on it and I was like, yes. So God, how did you get on it? You just waited it I don't out. Know. Huh? I literally put like star of the Bradshaw bunch or something. And I got <laughs> right on it. I was like, whatever. Oh, I know. I'm still on that damn waiting list. It's literally been two years. So ago, so yeah. Is it worth it? Is it worth it, Rachel? I mean, yeah, it's definitely better than hinge or something, especially if you're, you know, in a different line of work, you meet people that are in the same line of work. So they're not, 
trying to date you for the wrong reasons. So it's, it's, a, it's better. Hey, all friend, all, I do have a friend pass. So maybe you, I'll help. you should send it to me. Yeah. I've said, <laughs> I think I have a friend pass on there and I still don't think I made it off. <laughs> uh, so how does your family, um, what were the conversations like? Where did they come to you and they were like, Hey, we're doing a show, whether you like it or not. Or was it more of like, you know, do you, what do you guys think about doing a show? Like, how did that work? Yeah, we all, well, our family did family feud a couple years ago and we had a big celebratory dinner afterwards. And my dad stands up and he's like, I have a proposition. And I was like, Oh God, what the hell are we, what now? And he said, we have an opportunity to do a pilot for E for a reality show. Are y'all in? Well, first of all, you've already had it planned. You were, it's a pilot for this network. And so I knew it was already kind of a thing. And we all looked around and we all agreed. We were, we were like, yeah, sure. We didn't really think anything would come of it. And then season here we are season sure two. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. And you just got picked up for the second season. We did. Yes. That's huge. That's great. Huge. I'm yeah. Your, your fam seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll say that. They are crazy. When we were filming and every, they had to dumb things down because dad would walk in like, singing opera and we're like shut the hell up like we're every i would be like doing an interview and he would interrupt every interview and so it was really funny wrangling all of us together because everyone's so loud and has mm. so much to say so mm. what's one of your favorite stories um while filming or maybe like stuff like maybe the fans didn't get to see like any cool behind the scenes and stuff they made maybe cut we were all at quantico at the marine base this is episode four i think and we're, it's like a very emotional, you know, we're meeting the troops and, you know, having these serious conversations. And, um, <laughs> there was this, I was wearing this huge green coat and it's me and my dad and all these Marines. And, you know, they're telling us these like teary eyed stories and there's this huge monument that I'm backed up to. And so my, the bottom of my fucking coat got stuck in my boot and I literally tumbled over the entire <laughs> monument, busted my ass. And everyone's like, Oh my God. And production stopped. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was humiliated, but I thought they were going to show that in the show. <laughs> oh, I wish they would have. Been awesome. It was really funny. And my dad's reaction, like he didn't even help me up. He just like, it was more like embarrassing to him. I'm like, help me up. I just <laughs> fell over whatever, you know, kernel that is or whatever. So it was really funny. That's a, that's a pretty funny story. Um, so obviously, Connor came on the show. How did that happen? Cause he kind of explained it to us, but he didn't really get in any details. With his it. How did that that, his explanation sucked by the way. No. <laughs> so, um, they wanted, I was very single and I, they were like, can we set you up on some dates? And I said, I don't want to go out with just some random, you know, weirdos. And so, um, Jason Ehrlich used to produce the bachelor. And so he knows a lot of the producers and the ins and outs. And so he said, Hey, do you have any, cause you guys are always like, y'all are pretty screened. And so, mm. you know, your backgrounds and all that already looked at. And I didn't want to go out with just a random. And so he called the producer of the bachelor, one of the guys on the show and said, do you have any contenders for me that we could go on a set Rachel up on a date? And they picked Connor. And so they did not tell Connor though, that it was yeah. <laughs> TV show that is all true. He had I no all he saw. He his eyes kind of went like this because there I had all these cameras in the background, and I could tell. I was like, "Did you not tell him that we're filming a reality show?" So I felt, and he was all sweaty, you know, in the gym. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, and then he asked Jason for my number outside of filming, and that was kind of it. Yeah, 
That's pretty cool. So, <laughs> so actually it was basically kind of a blind date almost set up by like, yeah, like friends basically by the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. He didn't really do a very good job explaining it. <laughs> it. Yeah. So how many dates did you guys actually go on? Just the one in person, right? Um, yeah, we went on, we went on a few dates, um, okay. outside of the cameras, a few dates, but on, on the camera or on the show, we did a bunch of virtual ones and then like a couple dates. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. And then he, he kind of, I mean, what did it just kind of fizzle out? Was there nothing like chemistry wise there? Was it like yeah, hard because of quarantine? No, mm-hmm. I'm 33 and I want to settle down and get married. And we, we were totally friends and we had a very adult conversation about it. And so I was like, you know, right. You know where I'm at. And he knows that he wasn't really in that spot. And so, yeah. And I said, let's just be friends. He's so cool. Like we're, we're yeah. very close. Yeah, that's cool. So I gotta ask though, um, scale of one to ten, kissing. How good of a kisser is? is and he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> listen to this. I'll probably tag him. Connor is a good kisser. Connor, okay, he's a good kisser. <laughs> okay, Connor, there you go. <laughs> Damn, I was really hoping you'd be like one. <laughs> I could tag him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, did you watch the the Bachelor? like his season or anything? Did you know of him? Do you watch the show? Um, I do watch the show. I did not really watch his season, but I did watch Bachelor in Paradise with him on it. And okay. I, was, I really, were you on that one? I sure was. You were on it. Yes, you were. Yeah, I was basically the whole four episodes, the first four episodes. Yeah, <laughs> he I was Mr. Stagecoach. Yeah, I was the fucking stagecoach. Yeah, I'm not going to screw over on that. Yeah, thank you, Rachel. Oh my God, we're big. I'm a big fan of you now. I'm going to watch everything. <laughs> <That's laughs> um, but yeah, I did. Me and my sister loved that. And so when he popped, I had no, no clue it was him. So when he popped up, I was like, oh my God. We'll be right back. If you're like me and you hate going to the grocery store, but you love cooking and love natural ingredients, then you're going to love Green Chef. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. With Green Chef, it's easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you'll love to cook. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company and has meals for a variety of lifestyles, including vegan, vegetarian, paleo, and keto. Go to greenchef.us slash Blake80 and use code Blake80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Again, go to greenchef.us slash Blake80 and use code Blake80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now back to the pod. So you've you've watched the show. Have you been watching this season? I have been watching. What a crazy season! I know it's wild. What is happening? I don't even know. Basically, now we have we're on the second Bachelorette now, which yeah. is pretty wild. We get two Bachelorette seasons this year. I know, and I was wondering. I'm like, you know, did those guys? I, I don't know if they know who the Bachelorette is going to be before they go on there. But what if, like, I don't know. What if they're not into her? I don't know how that works, but. I felt really, she was in a very crazy position as well as they were. So I'm Mm -hmm. very interested to see how this is going to pan out. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is a crazy situation. She's doing a good job so far, though. I feel like she's, 
Like, I feel like a lot of the guys are really into her. I mean, Tasha's pretty amazing. So I yeah. feel like the guys are really into her and it's going to be a pretty wild ending. Hopefully, so. We'll yeah, well, she is so beautiful and so cool. And mm-hmm. these, I feel bad for these guys. They're just like, they've just kind of been tossed around and they're just all waiting inside the house. They haven't really gotten a date at all. They're all just hanging out together. I, they deserve to you know, be with an amazing girl and have fun and experience the show. Yeah, I agree. And they're getting more of an experience this time, which is, yeah, this with Tasha kind of than, than Claire. So that's pretty cool. Have you ever thought about going on the show? Have anybody ever like approached you? Or... I have been approached yeah. so many times, but it's not a while. I could not do that. I could not be in a house with a bunch of girls. I would rip my hair out. I don't <laughs> have to do it. And the conversation, yeah. I just, I know. If I I've learned one thing from the show and like being on it and everything, Women are mean. Like girls are way more mean girls than are other girls. It, like it's insane. Yeah, I had no idea like what happens behind the scenes and stuff. Like women versus women. I'm like, God, you guys are. No, I, I just, I'm too independent. I'm not into all that drama. And I see that. And I think I would just have a, a meltdown and leave. So yeah, no, not I, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you'd kill it. Though. I'm not gonna lie; I think you'd do pretty well from the little be, interaction. Oh, I would be the girl that doesn't try, and I'd be in the corner, and I'd be playing. He would think I'm playing hard to get, and I'm really not. I just don't want to play the game. So, yeah, I'd probably do well. He'd probably like that. Exactly. He'd probably love, love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll keep you in mind. So, what are you looking for in a man, though? Because you are single still, right? Yes. You are. So maybe some listeners out here. Uh, who? What are you looking for in a man? Well, how much time do you have? <laughs> Actually, you'd be surprised how much time. <laughs> yeah, I am very picky. I've been in a lot of relationships and I've learned a lot. Um, they have to be confident, independent, have their own, you know, job and like have their entire world going on and not kind of cling on to mine. Um, funny. You have to be funny. I love to laugh. I'm um, family oriented because I'm very, very much family oriented. So that's important. Um, and then obviously physical looks, you want to be attracted to somebody, but, um, I really, someone that's funny and witty yeah. and smart, Yeah, funny and smart, funny and smart. That's a good, so, so I have a single friend named Blake. <laughs> can, uh, Look at Eric playing matchmaker. Over here. <laughs> Blake, how old are you? What? 30? What? I'm 31. 31. 31. Uh-oh. 31. A little closer to your age. Hey. I'm not, what is Connor, 26? <laughs> well, he's 25. He's 25. I about fell off my chair. That is really young. That That's is really young. Crazy. I actually didn't even know he was that young. He's, I, I didn't know either, but he was very young. Um, He doesn't really act like it, but I don't even know. No, remember agreed. He was at 25. I was a completely different person. I'm only the other one. I was completely no, I was That's the craziest part is these guys and girls going on the show. At like 22, 23, 24, 24, I'm like, God, I was a completely different person. Like, I can't imagine. I had no idea who I was, you know? I didn't know who I was at 25. I was going <laughs> bar hopping. I was, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know. No, I completely agree. Um, so what is it? Because you actually basically kind of grew up in the public eye. I mean, with your family and, and your father and everything. How how was it? How did you deal kind of with, because it's funny, because I come from like this bachelor nation, you know, and everything. And, and it's to be critical, but sports is a whole nother level. Like I'm so sure you've seen and heard things said, you know, about your dad and everything. And how, how do you, how do you and your family kind of deal with that being in the public eye? Yeah. Um, dad is, you know, he does, he's very multifaceted. He does movies and commercials and TV and, and football. Lot, yeah. He does everything. And so whenever we're like, everybody recognizes him, he doesn't look like your average Joe. Um, and he's very outspoken. So most people, most people love him. And I haven't had to deal with a lot of 
horrible criticism, but then some people just love to hate and they love to hate on people mm-hmm. that are happy. And, um, school was really tough for me. I had to move high schools. People were, well, I also went to school in Texas and the Cowboys and the Steelers are the biggest rivalry oh. ever. Um, I will never forget one day going to school. My mom, our driveway was pretty long and we got all the way to the end of the driveway and someone had welded our gate shut. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, one, one time, one of our horses got shot. Like we've had some crazy things of football. So Kind of, kind of, kind of crazy. That is pretty. Somebody shot a horse. Let's back that up. Somebody shot a horse. People, Holy cow. People take their football. Especially Texas. The next level. Tech, like Dallas Cowboy fans and Steelers fans. Like that rivalry was huge. Like a mm-hmm. huge deal. And so the fact that, you know, we lived in Dallas was people didn't understand that. And so um, had a pretty tough time because of that. Why did you guys live in Dallas? Like, were you guys there for a reason? When I was little, when I was born, my dad got his very first commentating job with CBS and I was in Dallas. So we had no choice. That makes sense. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I've always wondered because sports fans are you know way more fanatical than Bachelor Nation and Bachelor Nations is is bad, but well it's tough being a Cowboys fan anyway. You what? (laughs) They're miserable. It's tough being a Cowboys fan. Super tough. (laughs) That's for Cowboys fans right now. The Bachelor Nation, that's a tight-knit group. I mean, they're serious. You don't want to piss them off. Well, yeah, I've got I've got some death threats from Paradise and everything. My family did. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it gets it can get pretty intense. People can be mean, but they're very aggressive. Very aggressive. It's pretty wild. Like, I'm surprised you didn't get any message being like, stay away from Connor. He's mine. You know, I, I I went to Jason, our producer, and I was like, I don't know if I want to show the Connor stuff. And he said, we just filmed like a week of it. And I said, no, those bachelor people, they will come after me. Like he's my man. Get mm-hmm. off of him. And I said, I just, and I didn't get any negative That's message. Good. Thank God. That's but, good. Um, yeah. I was ready and waiting for that. I could see some people being mad. Like, no, I want to see him in paradise. Like stay away from him. You know, those kinds of things. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with the holidays coming up and your family, you're so close with your family, which is awesome and everything. Do you guys have any cool like traditions and stuff with the holidays coming up? Because I feel like you probably do. We were a huge cooking family. We love to cook and um, lots of singing. We'll like play music and we literally have movies on all day, every day. Christmas Vacation is our favorite Mm -hmm. movie. Um, It's a wonderful life. My dad's favorite. Yeah. Um, so we really, and also all of us are on the go year round. We're always working. We're always busy, especially now we're, we're so busy. So it's nice. I think this year we're just going to be relaxing. Oh, we love to play our, we will get wine and we play Liverpool rummy is our favorite card game. Liverpool. I played rummy, but what's Liverpool a lot. Yeah. What's Liverpool? A little bit different. It's kind of like rummy, but it's, it's like a little bit different. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I love, I, so I love big families and everything and families are super, you know, close and they have all these cool traditions and everything. It's so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the biggest thing I want to, I want to touch on again is, is your music because I'm excited to hear what, what's you got coming out um, because yeah, you've had this time in quarantine and you've kind of made, so this has always been a dream of yours is to be in music, right? Yeah. My whole life I wanted I've had record deals and publishing deals. And I think I just, when I was here for so long, I was successful on the songwriting side and I never really, really released any music. And so now coming back and I'm refreshed mind and everything and all the songs I've written by myself. And, um, I'm just so excited to share with everyone. I have a Christmas single coming out. Oh, okay. 
that will release in three and a half weeks or no, three weeks. And so I'm excited about that. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just music that I think sounds good. I wasn't chasing radio. I wasn't chasing Nashville or country, no genre. It's pretty, pretty genreless actually. But, um, that's cool though. That's how I think music should be. I love like music that doesn't fit into any boxes. You know, I love that. Yeah. And I listen to artists all over the board. I mean, I don't have a certain style of music that I only listen to Dave Matthews, Coldplay. I mean, just it's, that was kind of my inspiration. And so, and I'm going to keep releasing music just song after song I'm, I'm writing today actually. So um, anything that I, I like, I send it to Leland, my producer and we get it done and release it. Yeah. No, that I, I love that you're, like you said, you like write music for yourself which is the way I also think it should be. You shouldn't have to write for other people what other people might like. You write for yourself and hope that people like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I released um, Wild Horse, the first song off my EP, and people went crazy for it. They loved it. And then Aphrodite, people really loved that too. But Wild Horse really got people's attention. And I wrote that in like an hour. So, <laughs> yeah, I wrote it in like an hour and I just, I voice memoed it and I sent it off. And Leland was like, this is so good, dude. And I said, well, thanks. And he produced it. We well, we produced it together. and um. It did pretty well, so. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So is there any, I mean, you talked about how your dad, do you get most of your music, you know, musical talents from your dad or is your your mom pretty talented too? Are there a lot of people in your family with music, musical influence? Musicians, no. My dad, my dad can sing pretty well. Back in the day, he had a record deal and <laughs> um, and my uncle, my dad's brother, he's he basically sings opera. He's incredible. But those are the only two musicians that can sing in our family. Yeah. Definitely, my mom does not sing. My sisters don't sing. So, yeah, that's where I got it from. That's cool. I wish I wish I could sing. That's one thing that I wish. Well, I wish I was musically like talented at all. Yeah. I can't. I wish I could I play, play an play. instrument or sing. Yeah. I can't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> any of that. Piano. I cannot play guitar worth anything. Everyone plays guitar here, but mm-hmm. um, I play piano, which is to me easy. But it's so it's such a beautiful instrument, and it's so much fun to write. And, and and play yeah it is future writing so have you like played live in front of like a giant audience at any point yet um and yeah, yeah. i've toured i've done the anthem at pretty much every professional oh, that's true. okay i've done um dallas cowboy stadium heinz field pittsburgh lots of nascar um i used to sing i mean i've opened for a lot of people so i've been out there mm-hmm. but as far as like releasing music never until just now and yeah. then touring is dead. I mean, right now people are not touring. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how they're going to pick back up with the whole touring world. Cause it has to, I mean, we have to have musicians on the road. So I'm not really sure how, what that looks like right now though. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we're, we're here in Denver and we're shutting down again. Are you serious? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Today, actually, I feel like we what? shut down all indoor dining Mm-hmm. today and we'll probably be on a 30-day lockdown yeah next we're in a 30-day week. lockdown next week i think what yeah. do you guys do like texas is very open governor abbott is very um strict about not shutting down but all my um, friends in chicago la like everybody is shutting down what yeah. do you guys do like just this this is what this. We, do. we hang out <laughs> we hang out it's brutal i ride my peloton a whole bunch um that's about it and now it's gonna be cold out so i can't even like go out back and lay out you know it's starting to get cold you go skiing? uh well, no the mountains are gonna be closed too i think i know <laughs> I yeah. can't. okay it's brutal <laughs> it is brutal 
Wow. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully 2021. I mean, we got apparently there's a vaccine coming out, maybe. So like yeah. we'll see. Um, but you obviously that's crazy to think. So you've <laughs> you've actually like saying because you sang the anthem in front of thousands of people. Do you ever get like stage fright? Does that freak you out? Do you still Are get you, stage fright? I won't eat for like a week. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't think people understand the national anthem and God Bless America are the hardest two songs you could ever sing in the entire world. First of all, it's acapella. You usually don't have any music behind you. You have to get the key in your ear. You're by yourself. You're on a huge screen. You have in your monitors because the the echo that is so, in, I mean, it's so insane with this in a stadium. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these football players staring at you, all these people hollering. I mean, it's, it is, is nerve wracking, very nerve wracking. Yeah, I've never really thought of it like that because I'm like, everybody knows the anthem, you know what I mean? But like to actually sing it in front of thousands of people. Yeah. You're actually the echo thing it. Is in, yeah, and the acapella, you're right. There's no like, yeah, that is crazy. To think. You have nothing to grab a key. You're just kind mm-hmm. of shooting out of the dark. In the in the show, I had not sang in front of people in years and I sang God Bless America. And my dad, I didn't, I was so nervous. I, it was, I was so shaky, but he's in my ear and he's like singing to me. And I was like, no, 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 don't sing to me. Don't sing to me. I have the key. And he's like, God bless. And he's singing. And it was a totally different key. And they were like five, four, three. And I'm like, oh my God, it was the most nerve wracking thing ever. He didn't realize that he was messing up my key. Mm -hmm. And so that's. He probably thought he was helping. (laughs) He did think he was helping. He was not helping at all. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, well, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Rachel. Um, I'm really excited. Hopefully, we'll have you on again, and we'll talk um, about your. I, so, I can't wait. When does your Christmas single come out? Here in like three weeks? Because I love Christmas. December fourteenth. December fourteenth. I'm gonna make a note of that yes. because I can't wait. We'll we'll definitely um, put it out there for all our listeners and everything. Wait, like, I love a good Christmas. I'm sorry. It'll come out December fourth. I'm, I'm fourth. Okay. December. 4th. Oh, so real soon. Okay. Cool. Really soon. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, but we'll have you back on when kind of your actual, yeah, you said the kind of in January and everything, when everything drops. Um, so yeah, well, thank you. And where can everybody, where can people find you? Um, main thing is Instagram, Rachel T Bradshaw, and it'll link my website and everything else. All this. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Everyone go check out, um, her two. So you said it was, was, um, wild horses, wild horse and Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Go check out those. And then, um, Follow her. She's got some good music coming out. Can't wait for the Christmas song and everything. So, um, yeah, everybody go go check her out. Thank you for having me. No, absolutely. Thank you, Rachel. And, and I, we'd love to have you on again. And, uh, yeah, be a lot of fun. So. Bye. Thanks. See you later. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.